Welcome to the Pulse Podcast, personal conversations about life, leadership, and legacy with inspiring founders, entrepreneurs, and leaders of industry. I am R. Adam Smith, founder of Wisdom Board. I am pleased to host this podcast episode. Wisdom Board is a fast-growing digital leadership platform powered by curated content, blue chip services, valuable human capital resources, and an expansive expert network. Wisdom Board is dedicated to empowering excellence for private companies at the board level. I'm here today with Evan Banerjee, a friend and mentor and an editor at large uh, in business and finance at LinkedIn, one of the top media players at the sprawling uh, LinkedIn that we know, and just doing a great job covering um, multiple categories from finance, economy management. Um, I've been reading his work for a while, and uh, it's great to see to see Devin. Uh, growing and the community and just just provide an inspiration for for millions of people. So Devin, it's great to have you on the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast today. Thanks so much, Adam. You are a role model in our minds uh, for content creators on LinkedIn. So it's a pleasure to be with you. That's flattering. It's a bit uh, intimidating um, considering you were at the Wall Street Journal, which um, is initially the go-to for finance. Um, I still have the a little pocket guide for stock market investing. I think they produced that about 20 years ago. <laughs> and then you were at Bloomberg. So tell us a bit about how you went from, uh, from Stanford. looks like you're actually working part-time at, at Stanford. Tell us about that brief experience at the Wall Street Journal. What did you see? And then, um, and then what was it like for you seven years or so at Bloomberg? And then we'll, we'll, we'll catch up to LinkedIn today. Absolutely. So I entered the financial journalism world in 2010 with the Wall Street Journal based in New Delhi. Um, just a real privilege to be immediately thrown into an institution like that. One that, as you mentioned, Adam, you know, has such a history, such a smart, wise readership. Um, so it was quite intimidating for me, but these places are great training grounds. Um, so I started with kind of daily news in India. I was based in New Delhi. Okay. Started, started covering government news there and then slowly started kind of learning more about the financial markets, investment management industry and trends. I had studied finance at Stanford, but of course, studying something academically is uh, nothing compared to experiencing it or, or learning from practitioners. Um, after uh, the journal, I was fortunate to land at Bloomberg in New York, uh, where I was thrown onto the private equity team okay. there. And this was 2011. Private equity and the alternative asset management universe was just starting a huge boom that has occurred over the past decade. Absolutely. Um, as, as you know, Adam, way better than I, I mean, the chase for yield among huge pools of capital around the world, sovereign wealth funds, obviously pensions and family offices, endowments, just chasing uh, return has really driven so much capital into that space. So I learned a lot on the job. I was really fortunate to sit down across the table from folks like Steve Schwarzman of Blackstone or Henry Kravis or you know David Rubenstein. It was, it was quite um, crazy, uh, to be honest, to learn from them. During that time, I also started the CFA charter holder process, completed that. So learned a ton of fundamentals and, you know, and thinking about LinkedIn, it's interesting how you introduced it as a media platform, because that 
is kind of exactly what has happened uh, with LinkedIn over the past decade. Mm-hmm. Around 2012, a gentleman by the name of Dan Roth, um, a, a well-known business journalist, was tapped by LinkedIn to create an editorial slash news team. He's now what we call our editor-in-chief. And uh, after working on ways to curate content and to build thought leadership on the platform, he really started seeking out industry right. experts okay. uh, to, to, to really dive deeper into different industries. And around 2017, he was looking for a finance editor. So they approached me while I was at Bloomberg and I learned a lot about LinkedIn's evolution as a media platform and eventually decided to make that leap in 2018. And I've been at LinkedIn now for the past three years. It's amazing. Well, as they say, now is the best time to start working for the life you want. So you, uh, and as you know, you're, we were posting on that uh, recently around passion that uh, yeah. I think Jesse Hempel posted with the um, the effervescent um, Scott Galloway talking about passion. Um, and I decided to take the other side of the coin on that one. Um, tell us about your, your experience at Bloomberg and moving into LinkedIn. Like what are the differences of the organization um, and and so talk about the culture and how did you find your passion and work as you've yep. been through these intense, intense communities? It's a great question. I was, to be completely honest, a little skeptical when LinkedIn approached me about making the jump. I said, look, I'm at a world-class news organization, you know, access to newsmakers anytime I want. Uh, you know, what what is LinkedIn offering for the community? And what I quickly realized is it offers several things. I mean, first, such an immediate reach. We have 700, now have 756 million people globally on the LinkedIn platform. And if you think about it, um, these people are offering publicly a lot of uh, information and data uh, to LinkedIn. Things, simple things, job title, geography, employer, um, you know, career history, some interests, if they're following different hashtags, uh, things like that in their industry, I I think I mentioned. And so we are able, what I realized, we are able to match up content and actionable thought leadership with audiences that uh, it would be relevant to, and that it would be, as I said, actionable for. One of the great things the, the, the direction content on LinkedIn has gone is it's really now about giving and getting help. It's a philosophy that our CEO, Ryan Roslansky, repeats a lot. LinkedIn is a place to give and get help. So that element of information and news and thought leadership being actionable is really something that we as an editorial team are holding up as we figure out what to curate, what to feature every day mm. across our newsletters and our daily news and weekly news products. Um, So I learned uh, as I was going through this process with LinkedIn that this is really a direction that the platform has moved. And that got me really excited. Um, I see every day now in the content that we produce and distribute people thanking us or thanking the author, like like someone like you, Adam, uh, thanking them for their contributions. And we're just matching people who want to learn about things, matching them up with people who can share their experiences and teach them things. Right, that, that's very interesting to give and give and get help. I think that's a nice slogan. Um, it's not being used actively, but I think it does speak to the uniqueness of the, the, the democratization, the, the neutral playing ground that LinkedIn has as a digital experience. Um, very different than reading a magazine or something that's politicized around 
the economy or politics or political uh, thought. Um, you, you, it's, it's, one, it's really not only quite large, but it's also interesting that it's been able to navigate that, that middle ground of not being too contentious or not, not being too politicized or not being too, too personalized, if you will. It's really, it's really for me and for what I'm seeing, it's a, it's a vessel for information, knowledge, empowerment, um, which, is, which is really interesting. I mean, you can see that in other business models, I guess. You can see it uh, uh, with you know, GLG and recruiting. You see it on eBay. We're trying to find cool stuff to buy. Um, but I think you know, publishing, hasn't publishing always been a bit politicized and a bit personalized and edgy, and, and it's hard to be in the middle. So um, how, does, how does LinkedIn do that? And, and for listeners, um, if you look at my post today, person is very proud to reach um, 17,000 followers, but, um, but LinkedIn's numbers um, are, are quite impressive when you think that there's a large part of the world you know, that really is not technologically advanced. So perhaps there's, perhaps there's some technology skipping going on like there was with the cell phone, right? You got 758 million people. Uh, that's around 9.6% of the world's population. Or as I wrote, it's the combined population of US, Mexico, Russia, and the Caribbean. So how, how that's a big number. I'm curious how that reach is working. Um, you know, walk us through that. Like how, who are these people? And yeah. What are you looking for and how much bigger can can LinkedIn get as well? Yeah, look, I mean, LinkedIn's our uh, our goal is to reach all professionals on the planet. So, you know, people working age who are working, which I think is something like three billion. Um, but look, with democratization, which is an interesting word you used, Adam, because with democratization, which our platform certainly is open to anyone and everybody. But with that does come some edginess, as you called it. Um, and we're constantly trying to um, kind of act and showcase, act as and showcase role models for, for to model the behavior that we want to see on the platform, right? Um, and so there still exists a lot of low quality content on the platform as there is on, on any open platform. And uh, there exists also some, um, you know, you know, some 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 uh, content that violates our, let either literally violates our terms of service, or just is not what we want to uh, model as the behavior on the platform. So things like harassment, for example. So, okay. LinkedIn has grown our trust and safety team, which is a force of human reviewers, uh, okay. just just exponentially, and those flags on the platform when you click the three dots next to a, co a comment or a post that you think violates our terms of service and you click report you know a couple click a couple people clicking that sends that uh, piece of content to a human reviewer so we're constantly improving there um, but the proof is kind of in the pudding yeah in terms of the growth of the platform so just over the past you know the past year has been really interesting in showcasing the, the the value of LinkedIn, when people have there was so much uncertainty. If you think back to March and April, and May of 2020, uncertainty about yes. um, the markets. First of all, just just my area of, of interest. Uncertainty about the markets and the economy, the job market. Uh, uncertainty about careers and how certain industries were faring in the early days of this COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of uh, appetite for information about the health crisis across platforms, also on LinkedIn. 
Um, and so people really were craving credible information or information from credible sources. And just over the past year, we're, we've seen conversations uh, on LinkedIn increase 43%, content shared up 29%, um, you know, more than three people every second of every day still, still joining the platform. Um, virtual events, for example, where people can gather and share information. Uh, we had 21 million LinkedIn members attending virtual events last year. So, I mean, we've seen so many of these types of stats, use of our, our publishing tools like LinkedIn Live up 500%. So it, it became a place where people could turn for information from their networks and people they think are, are credible. And so that's really been, again, kind of the proof in the, in, in, in the pudding. Well, I would imagine that the Microsoft team is pleased to have spent so much money buying LinkedIn because you can only <laughs> sell so many Office uh, 365s. But it's it's so interesting that there's a trifecta of the, the multifaceted usefulness of LinkedIn empowered by the digital explosion that has been mandated by COVID and the user-friendly increasing UI, UX experiences. Um, then you have the brilliance of Reed Hoffman and others inventing LinkedIn. And then you have um, uh, Satya Nadella sort of running the ship right upstairs. It's a very interesting trifecta um, that I, I, I wonder if it's been really replicated in any media uh, ever before. Um, Bloomberg was quite, still is quite formidable, but it's kind of a one, one trick pony, right? One brand terminal there's news of course and it's huge um, but it's interesting how how multifaceted linkedin has become um, for those that are listening maybe um, this would be a, a, a good time to plug linkedin live tell us about that and some new initiatives um, on the way tell us about education as well and just the, the area of continuous learning that's going on behind the scenes absolutely several areas of uh, really accelerating growth i i think at linkedin um, and uh, new products and features to our publishing platform. So LinkedIn Live uh, is a big one. This is the ability to broadcast uh, live video on the platform. There are, there's an application uh, form uh, in the Help Center on our website to get your page enabled for that. You know, what's interesting about that is both uh, personal pages and brand pages can apply for and be approved for LinkedIn Live. Right. Um, the, 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 you know, the power in LinkedIn Live is first just uh, at, at, at a practical level, the power is notifying all of the followers of the page that you are streaming live. But kind of more our philosophy behind it is just to enable, um, you know, greater interaction uh, with an audience in, in a live setting. So we encourage and we see a lot of LinkedIn Live users you know, responding in real time to viewers' comments in the stream, for example, or to viewers' feedback. Uh, we do a uh, twice-weekly show, my team, called LinkedIn News Live, and a huge portion of it is responding to questions from viewers and, and their feedback. So, so that is a really interesting tool. Again, you can apply for that uh, from the page in our help center. You know, we've also been ramping up things like LinkedIn newsletters, which is the ability for authors to kind of serialize their long form publishing, to give it a branded title, a branded description, to accrue subscribers who are notified every time you publish. Um, 
More recently, we've rolled out something called Creator Mode, which is on its way to being available to all LinkedIn members. Right now, right. about half, half of them have access. And really, this is about helping people grow larger audiences and grow their audience more effectively around their content. This is something you and I speak a lot about, Adam. Yeah. You know, we have so many subject matter experts on LinkedIn, um, producing content, sharing content that is just so actionable and relevant to others who care about those subjects. Um, creator mode highlights their content uh, more on their profile. It moves it up higher. It allows you to follow them more easily. So maybe you've never met them before and you don't want to request their connection. You can click one click, follow them and see their updates going forward. So those are a couple of things we've been focused on uh, most recently. We're also working on kind of revamping and making content exploration uh, the exploration process, um, much more powerful and effective on LinkedIn. So you can more easily find things that uh, may be of interest to you. That's great. Well, I've become a LinkedIn junkie, as you know, because I send you um, unsolicited advice on UI UX. Um, and I'm trying to keep up with the new assets that we have for Wisdom Board. Uh, by the way, Wisdom Board is now growing uh, 10 or 20% a month, um, collectively around 25,000 followers um, with our collective assets and we're on our 13th uh, podcast. So you'll actually be our 15th podcast on, on Wisdom or Pulse, which is fun. Um, really enjoying the uh, ability to, to have personal conversations, intimate conversations digitally with interesting people that are founders, leaders, uh, CEOs. And uh, I'm sure LinkedIn will love to have you for as long as possible, but at some point you will be a CEO as well. So if we keep the podcast going, we'll, we'll have to revisit with you on another podcast. Um, I think we should revisit also the creator um, mode that is rolling out maybe in a couple of weeks as that's, as that activates, I think people want to hear about how to create um, their own more, more custom branding through the creator mode, uh, because not everybody has the time or ability or approval for, for a newsletter. Not everybody is um, cinematic or has the, the personality interest for live or not even be able to write, uh, have the time to write or, or desire to write articles. So I think the creator is very, it's a great word. It's very interesting. I saw some, some uh, posts on that today by Dan Roth uh, that it's rolling out. And, you know, frankly, it's very generous of, of you guys. Uh, when you think about the value of LinkedIn, um, the more that you, uh, that the company puts into LinkedIn, the better value becomes. It's really not, it's not that expensive compared to the premium subscriptions you have to, to pay for in other areas, right? Whether it's Bloomberg or Capital IQ or, or uh, even, even Zoom premium memberships can, be, can get into the thousands. Yeah, and I, I would just say for those who are hearing me and you say creator and thinking, yeah. uh, what are they talking about? I'm, a, I'm yeah. a seasoned executive or a director or an investor. You know, I'm not a creator. I'm not a writer. Uh, what I always say, and I think you've learned this, Adam, and you're a role model of this. I mean, you're an investor um, and an entrepreneur yourself, and you have found uh, another calling in being a conversation hub uh, for your LinkedIn audience and, and probably on other places, obviously on this podcast. So, you know, it's, it's a hat that anyone can add to their wardrobe. Uh, everyone, everyone, regardless of what you do, has a almost by definition unique experience mm -hmm. uh, set of experiences and therefore expertise just sharing your own journey what you've learned along the way um, advice for 
aspirational professionals who want to follow in your path, that makes you a creator. I mean, and there are different formats to do that. You don't need to sit down and pen an original 800 word essay on LinkedIn. You can share short posts as you go along, as you learn things. You can share short video clips, for example. I mean, 30 to 90 second videos are one of our most engaging content types across LinkedIn. You know, so there, there are so many ways to share. I see this in finance and investing every day, Adam. People, people who say I'm an investor, uh, or I'm a deal maker. I, I'm not a writer. Exactly. Uh, but as uh, yeah, as they short, as they start sharing short snippets and find an audience and see that engagement, it's just addicting. It's just addicting. Yeah, it's really easy and fun, and I'm glad you clarified that because people are going to be increasingly interested and curious and, and, and uh, you know, there isn't a hotline to call at LinkedIn. So people have to be a little, a, a little curious and read the help links and trial and figure it out. And, you know, frankly, um, if you don't like something you do, you just delete it and try again. I think that the commitment um, that it takes to build your identity, to evolve it into matching your audience and matching your own passion and what you want to speak about is, is important. Um, I like to throw in a quote once in a while. I found this quote um, that was mentioned actually by, by our recent podcast um, expert that has a huge uh, 180 podcast series called The Genesis Frequency, um, Dr. Stephen Kosmina, who um, works uh, with some experts in mindfulness and, and uh, self-empowerment. He mentioned this quote the other day. It's, it's uh, by Ken Blanchard, who's an author. And it says, in terms of commitment, there's a difference between interest and commitment that when you're interested in doing something, you do it only when it's convenient. When you're committed to doing something, you accept no excuses, only results. And I like, I like that um, plainness of truth, you know, when we have only so much time today, so many places to commit ourselves to doing something. I'm committed to building Wisdom Board because I'm committing to helping entrepreneurs and helping boards become better and therefore become clients and, and followers and fans and empower them and really give back to that to the, to the community in the same way that LinkedIn is, is a circular uh, community in a sense. It, it, like you said, it, there's inputs and outputs. So it's really exciting to see how it's working for us and watching you and, and, and Jesse and Jordan and, and Dan and, and your team uh, are quite, uh, uh, quite prolific. Um, as, as, a, as a relatively small team in a large company, it's very interesting. So I think- Yeah, and I, I, I would just add a lot of people say to me, well, what's the playbook and yeah. where do I start? And, you know, lay out a roadmap for me. And this is something you and I have talked through, um, Adam, which is that we are impressed constantly with what members, meaning LinkedIn users, show us and in, in how they are experimenting. I've learned so many things and adapted my own playbook based on what I see others doing on LinkedIn who have never worked obviously at LinkedIn. I mean, Ray Dalio's team at Bridgewater doing AMAs on LinkedIn, ask me anything, you yeah. know, um, where he says, hey, I'm answering your questions for the next 48 hours or 72 hours. I mean, that was something we did not think about or have <laughs> in our playbook or our yeah. toolkit. And his team brought it to us effectively a couple of years ago and said, hey, we're gonna try this out. And we've since, you know, adapted and now we have best practices for others trying to do it. So those kinds of things happen all the time. So I would just encourage people to experiment, not to wait for a prompt from us or to hear from us or, you know, anything like that. I mean, we built the platform for you to experiment. Wonderful. 
Well, you're at an exciting time, um, an inflection point of continued growth, building these tools, which are very empowering. Um, so thank you for joining Devin and uh, everybody can find Devin online, of course, at LinkedIn um, and encourage you to try these new tools that they've developed. Thank you so much for your time today and for joining the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast. Absolutely, Adam. Thank you. Pulse is a digital collection of personal conversations with respected private company experts. Pulse listeners enjoy lightning lessons, wisdom, and journeys of interesting people. Pulse is a production of Wisdom Board, a trusted leadership brand dedicated to empowering private companies to achieve excellence in the boardroom. Wisdom Board lives on LinkedIn and online at wisdomboard.co. Please subscribe to our podcast, available on all major channels, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. I am Adam Smith founder of Wisdom Board. Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Board Pulse podcast.